Welcome back to Unsolved. I'm Serenity, and this week's episode, we're going to talk about the rest of the Anna Weezy case, and then I'm going to start a new case about John Benet Ramsey. If you haven't listened to the part one of the Anna Weezy case, I do suggest going back and listening to before you listen to this one. Trigger warning. If you are squeamish talking about murder or anything like that, I do suggest clicking off now. Let's begin. To recap everything that was said in the last episode, Anna, more known as Annie, was brutally murdered on August 26, 1893. Her body was found upside down in a ditch, stabbed multiple times, and beaten. They are at Henry's house right now doing a better autopsy. There's people showing up mourning the death of young Anna. Quote from Iowa Unsolved Murder. Anna was stabbed in both neck and breast, a total of approximately 10 times. Her throat was slashed from right to left with three strokes, two short and not penetrating, the final one so deep and hard that her head was nearly severed. Quote ended. She also had scratches all over her face that looked like fingernail scratches. Dr. David opened her hand and found a lock of auburn reddish hair. That hair was also on her shoulders, making it look like it had been cut off in a knife attack. Anna's body was prepared for burial by a furniture store owner, Peter Ben Dixon, who served as an undertaker. Quote from Iowa Unsolved Murders. She was buried on August 30th, and a lot of different emotions run strong for family and friends. We still don't know who could have done such an awful thing to poor Anna. There has been a lot of suspects, but they all checked out. The governor, boys, and marshal... County Sheriff Jacob B. Pence announced a $1,000 reward to arrest and convict the killer. The Cedar Rapids Police Department contributed another $500. I'm going to move on to my next unsolved case now. If you want to do more research on Annie, I do suggest that. John Bonet was six years old when her parents called the police at 5.52 a.m. When they could not find her, they searched the whole they searched the whole house except the basement where they found John Bonet dead. She was found beaten and strangled with duct tape over her mouth. But let's talk about the life before. She was a child beauty queen. She was named after the, her father, John Bonet, and her mother, Patricia Ramsey. She was born on August 6, 1990. She was youngest of two. Her older brother, Burke, was nine years old at the time of the murder. John Bonet was an outgoing girl who loved to be center of attention. By the age of six, she already had won multiple beauty pageants. Her beautiful, blonde, bouncy curls really helped with that. Her father was a multi-millionaire businessman, and her mother was a stay-at-home mom. But she was also a pageant girl growing up. So, mother like daughter, she wanted the same thing for John Bonet. With everything that they had, John Bonet lived a comfortable life, With every, but then everything changed. On December 26, 1996, Patsy called the police after finding a $180,000 ransom note for their daughter to be returned home safely. The Boulder Police Department almost ruined the whole investigation. Quote from Biography.com. Among the mistakes made, John was allowed to move his daughter's body from the basement, and he and Patsy were not interviewed separately during initial questioning. Quote ended. For four years, no major leads were found 
bound, which in my opinion would be awful. Four years not knowing the killer of your daughter. A lot of people thought the parents had did it, which was kind of what I thought in the beginning. And hearing the evidence, it makes sense. Quote from biography.com. John and Patsy gave innocent stories. Their media appearance made them appear cubable. The critic ransom note was discovered to be written on paper found at their house in the fiber retrieved from the duct tape that bond John Benet's body matched the same fiber on Patsy's clothes. Quote ended. In December 1999, they were almost charged with the murder of their daughter. This is another trigger warning. I do apologize. I should have done more research before I made my trigger warning. If sexual assault or rape trigger you, I do suggest clicking off now. In 1997, John Benet's parents became the main suspect of the murder after Patricia was questioned for six and a half hours and John was interviewed for two hours. What a time gap. Wonder who they thought did it. Then on May 2nd, 1997, John and Patsy spoke up to the social media. The victim parents talked to the local press, including Nine News. John stumbles over his daughter's name and addresses the rumors of possibly being sexually molested, calling those most hateful indices. Patsy says, I'm appalled that anyone would think that John or I would be involved with such a hideous and heinous crime. But let me assure you, I did not kill John Bonnet. Quote from Biography Timeline. The autopsy showed this. They confirmed a deep ligature around her neck and another around the right wrist. Evidence shows she was bounded and strangled and also says that Blood and abrasions were found in the crow's vaginal area. And that she was struck on the head violently enough to cause bleeding and an 8.5 inch fracture into her skull, according to CNN. Quote from Biography Timeline. Then a weird thing is her parents asked to review the report before they spoke with the police again. Why wouldn't they talk to them anymore? I don't know. It's weird to me. And after two months of the police asking for the clothes they wore that night of the murder, they finally gave them to them. A grand jury is called on March 12th, 1998, and they finally called one after 15 months after the murder happened. The case investigator said that they are significant results from the 1,058 pieces of evidence taken from the home. More details are not shared. June 10th through 12th in 1998, John Bennett's brother, Burke, is questioned. He was nine at the time of the crime, like I said before, and he is 11 now, and being questioned for the first time due to being the only other person in the house there at the time of the crime. On August 20th, 1998, Burke's voice is all of a sudden shown on the 911 call. Originally, the Ramseys said that Burke was asleep the morning his sister was discovered missing and didn't wake up until the police arrived. However, in the 911 tape that has now been enhanced, Burke's voice is reportedly heard in the background. Quote from Biography Timeline. September 24th, 1998. This detective wasn't the first one to quit this case. Detective Lou Smith resigned and his resigning note states this is a a very dangerous killer is still out there october 13 1998 the grand jury is looking at the forensic files on the case stating this the grand jury starts 
here in the case, learning about the forensic evidence like DNA, hair, and fibers from the scene. They also tore the family's home in Boulder nine days later. This would be good, right? Yeah, nope, we're still going with the case. On December 3rd, 1998, more DNA is collected. Almost two years after the killing, DNA evidence is requested of five of five from Ramsey family members, though they are not suspects, though. Investigators simply want to try to identify who the DNA in the house belongs to. Quote from Biography Timeline. January 28, 1999, a teddy bear takes center of attention. Investigator tried to find information about a Santa Claus teddy bear that was reportedly found in John Bett's room bedroom. They hoped by finding the manufacturer they where it was sold to help them with the investigation. May 1999, Burke is no longer a suspect. They secretly questioned him and got him off the suspect list. I am going to stop here for this week. There's so much information about this case, and I want to be able to give you guys all the right information. To recap everything, we finished off the Anoisi case with them never finding out who the murderer was and her being buried. Then we moved on to the case of John Binet. She was a six-year-old girl who was murdered, and her parents got a ransom note for $180,000. They called the police, and they are now the main suspects. And her older brother, Burke, just got off the suspect list. There are a lot of things about the parents that aren't quite right, so stay tuned for next time when we keep going with this case. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank <laughs> you.